It is time for 307 Baseball, presented by Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Deep to left field, and that's gone. The show all about America's game in the Cowboy State. Now, here's your hosts, Elon Olive and Cody Olson. Welcome back to the 307 Baseball Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Cody Olson. I'm joined here with Elon Olive today as we get ready for the Buckle Up for Life Wyoming presentation of what we got going on for our podcast this week. That's Buckle Up for Life Wyoming. Find your why. Let's go ahead and dive more into baseball this week. This is our podcast moving forward. Another time, a little bit different format now, Elon, mm. as we are going to be down one member from going forward. Yes, uh, Cullen Holtz, our uh, fan favorite, has accepted a uh, position in another another company and in, in another state and uh we wish him nothing but the best of luck we thank him so much for all the hard work he's put in in the podcast over the last uh year year and a half or so um he'll we'll definitely uh miss him but we're gonna Keep the show rolling with Cody and myself. That's right. Cody Olson and Elon Olive will be moving forward to give you all things 307 baseball. And uh, to start off here, Elon, what better way to start off the podcast than to start with what we've seen so far uh, in these last weeks or so uh, with some scores? Yeah. So last week, uh, since the last time we talked to you guys, uh, we had games on May 14th. Uh, Cody takes down Riverton 6-3 to and 21-8. to Level day... Uh, able to beat Billings, uh, the Billings Expos, 7-6 to six in a nine-inning game. Mustangs jumped out 6-4 and held on with Wright and Rodriguez each having uh, two hits apiece. Pickett had a two-run triple. Sheridan Troopers take down the Pal Pioneers 3 to nothing. Sheridan Troopers uh, sweeping the Pal Pioneers 10-2 in game two. A seven-run fourth sends Sheridan to the sweep. Greer had two hits and three RBIs. Casper Oilers beat the West Coast Zephyrs 12-4 after an early 3-3 tie. The Oilers scored the next nine of 10 runs, including a five-run sixth. Taggart had two hits, a double, and an R- a home run with four RBIs. Oilers sweeping the Zephyrs 26-4 in Game 2. Cheyenne Hawks taking on Rapid City. Post-320 shooters get the shutout 11-0 and get the sweep in Game 2 16-4. The Billings Royals take on the Gillette Riders and in uh, Bozeman, Montana, a six-run fifth helped the Royals to a 9-3 win. Bozeman would complete the sweep over the Riders at 15-3 in Game 2. Moving on to the Southwest Series in Rock Springs, Green River able to come out on top of the Rock Springs Stallions 10-5, night score 5 in the 6th. Evanston beats Green River Outlaws with a seven-run second, but the Knights with an eight-to-seven lead after the third. So they come up with eight runs of their own over the next two innings. A four-run fourth propelled Evanston to the win. Clifton, Brody Clifton, two hits, two RBIs, and Braxton Bauer with a homer. Evanston gets a top-five victory over Laramie. Outlaws win on a sack bunt that scored a run in the sixth to break the tie. Hank Allred with two hits, a double and a homer with three RBIs. Jackson and Laramie, where the Plains, or excuse me, the Rangers come out on top. Three pitchers combined for the three-hit shutout, five to nothing. And then uh, Jackson would beat Rock Springs 10-6. Giants score five in the fifth to take the lead back and took advantage of six walks and six errors by the Stallions. Moving on to May 15th, Bozeman, Montana 
would make it three and zero over the Riders, eleven to nothing. Uh, Billings, Montana, the Royals over the Sheridan Troopers, fourteen to six. Sheridan would get their revenge in Game Two with a six-three win. Powell beating Buffalo, twenty-one to three. Pioneers scored sixteen runs in the first two innings. Uh, Steinerson had three hits. Powell sweeping Buffalo in Game Two, twelve to two. Sheridan Jets. Over the Billings, Montana, Upper Deck Expos, 6-1. to one. Jets score 4 in the 6th, and they will complete the sweep 9-1 to one in Game 2. Casper Drillers over the Wheatland Lobos, 26-3, to three, and Wheatland getting their revenge over Casper, taking that one 12-11. Helena, Montana, sweeping Gillette, 6 to nothing in Bozeman. Cheyenne post six versus the West Coast Zephyrs, 16 to nothing for the boys from the capital city. And they will complete the sweep and a complete shutout winning game two, eight to nothing. Cheyenne Hawks over the rapid city post three twenty shooters, 11 to nothing and 16 to one. was the second score for Cheyenne Hawks. That one against the West Co Express out of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Southwest Series in Rock Springs. Laramie takes down Green River 14-2. And Laramie takes down the Stallions of Rock Springs 18-0. Jackson beats Green River 18-6. And Evanston 15-6. And Rock Springs over Evanston 5-0. Garner with a five-hit shutout, six Ks and only three walks. Stallions scored all their runs in the sixth inning. Elon, we saw a lot of awesome, uh, you know, baseball this last weekend, you know, moving forward into this week, a lot of really fun matchups that we'll get into. Um, Overall, we saw some really cool stuff, you know, obviously the teams kind of battling back and forth, trying to jostle for position early on in the beginning of this season. Uh, So far, Elon, where are our standings for everybody at this current moment? Our standings, by the way, we're getting these from YO Prep, so we'll have David Settle on later on. But a big thank you to them for their, all their hard work putting together the standings. Let's start with the single A. In the Northeast, you have the Sheridan Jets on top at 7-2, and two, Casper Drillers at 3-3, three and three, and the Buffalo Bills at 0-2. Oh In the Southeast, Cheyenne Hawks on top, 8-2. Torrington Tigers still haven't played a game yet, and Douglas Cats uh, take at 2-4. and four. Wheatland Lobos, 2-5. and five. In the single A Northwest, Cody Cubs start their season four and zero, level at five and one. Pal seven and eight, and in the Southwest, Green River leads it three and seven over Riverton one and two. All right, well that's uh, impressive, Elon. Lots of really good stuff uh, from the standings perspective. You know, just kind of looking back on how we've been covering uh, a lot of baseball this week. You know, I got a chance to look a little bit more into Evanston and Rock Springs personally covering that game. Elon, anything that's really stood out to you in terms of the beginning of this year uh, and, and just teams kind of finding themselves, anything that, that really sticks out to you right now, what really sticks out is Cody is doing exactly what I think everybody thought they would, uh, that like their standing says, starting out four and oh, big wins over Riverton to start the season. Um, and, uh, there are some serious, serious numbers put up by some of these Cubs players. Uh, we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But uh, Cody definitely standing out. Uh, the Sheridan Troopers, I think uh, they're they're playing really, really good baseball. And the scary thing is I get the feeling they're only going to get better. 
the Cheyenne Hawks don't look like they're going to drop a lot of games. A lot of my attention right now and a lot of the things that are kind of sticking out to me are in that single A because it is early in the season. The single A teams are getting their feet under them. Double A, I think we're going to get a lot. Uh, we're going to learn a lot more about double A in the next month or so when conference start. Um, but right now it's 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 all good. It's it's all good because we're seeing some uh, great, great representation from Wyoming teams. You had Casper sweeping West Coast Zephyrs out of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Uh, as our good friend Cullen Holt always said, it's always fun to see these uh, Wyoming teams go out of state and uh, get some glory. Yeah, it's true. Elon, uh, you know, talking about what Colin said, it's really impressive to see these baseball, th- these boys go out. You know, it's not just within the state. It, it is something that you can go out outside of the state, really compete well, and it kind of shows the level of talent that we're working with currently right now. It's it's just very, very, very impressive. Uh, Colin uh, Holt will be missed. We'd like to reiterate that again. Uh, he was fantastic. Absolutely. He's taken uh, his talents to South Beach into a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the opposite of South Beach. He's heading he's heading up north. So uh, congratulations to him moving forward. From now on, it will be Elon Olaf and myself, Cody Olson, bringing you all the action on our 307 Baseball Podcast brought to you for Brought to you by Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Find your why as you are traveling across this great state and this great country watching the greatest sport, uh, baseball, America's pastime. So we'll go ahead, take a quick break, come back to you with uh, some more interviews that Elon touched up on as we get uh, moving forward deeper and deeper into the season on a Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming presentation of the 307 Baseball Podcast. From one corner of the state to the other, over 82% of Wyomingites wear their seatbelts. And to the 18% who don't, we say, let's buckle up for life, Wyoming. Welcome back to the 307 Baseball Podcast, brought to you for Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Find your why as you're driving across this great state uh, and enjoying some baseball. Cody Olson here. I'm joined with Elon Olaf as we move into our second segment here of uh, the 307 Baseball Podcast. We're going to go ahead and start off by introducing a very special guest, David Suttle of Wild Preps. Elon, we have a chance with uh, David Suttle to talk a little bit about our coaches and media poll from Wild Preps and uh, what we're seeing so far in terms of a pattern. Yeah, we got it. We had our first coaches and media poll a few weeks ago. We've been a little off on our timing, but we're going to get back on that. I promise you things have just been kind of crazy busy here. Um, but uh, it's exciting to get another, our second coaches and media poll in. So uh, let's go ahead and play that conversation we had, or I had with uh, David Suttle. Welcoming back to 307 Baseball, the man, the professor, and the runner of Wild Preps, also the voice of the Laramie Rangers, Mr. David Suttle. And uh, we're bringing in David every couple weeks to break down the new uh, 307 Baseball coaches and media poll. David, uh, let's go ahead and run through the single A first. So, uh, recap from last time. Cody was number one, Cheyenne was number two, Powell's number three, Douglas four, and Sheridan five. Here are our new top five. A tie for fourth place, Level and Sheridan. Powell comes in at holds at third, Cheyenne holds at second, and Cody holds at number one. Your reactions to those? Well, I think Sheridan Jets might be underrated, in my opinion. Uh, I talked about them a couple weeks back in, in kind of the state preview show with uh, you and Colin, Elon, and I just know the talent that's on that roster, and I know that that coaching staff does a great job. Now, that's not to say that Powell is not a good baseball team, but Powell's been a little up and down here recently, although they've been playing some more challenging competition. 
but I would actually put the Jets a little higher. Uh, I think Cody deserves to be number one, and until somebody knocks off the defending champs in a solid way, I think they probably deserve to be there. Cheyenne Hawks are off to a great start. Uh, Coach Barker's got them playing really well here early on, so not surprised that they're kind of nipping at the heels of Cody. Uh, and then Powell and Sheridan. Uh, Lovell, maybe a bit of a surprise, but uh, kudos to the Mustangs. They've got a veteran crew back, and so uh, getting in a tie for fourth this week. Uh, you have several other teams that picked up some votes, but uh, you know what? Those are really the top teams that are playing good baseball right now. It's been kind of a slower start for some of your other teams like Casper and Douglas and Riverton and Green River that picked up votes in the single-A ranking. So I'm not necessarily surprised at what happened in the uh, single-A poll, but I would actually put the Jets slightly above Powell right now just based upon how they've been playing recently. Looking at those teams that got votes outside of the top five, again, Casper, Douglas, and uh, Riverton and Green River, any one of those teams kind of sticking out to you as, oh, they're just having a slow start, but at some point you expect to see them in there? Douglas, I think, is one. I think they've got uh, some veteran guys back. Now, they did lose some players from last year, uh, but they haven't played a lot of games, and they've played the Gillette Riders from AA. Uh, They've played a couple of tough out-of-state opponents. They just haven't found a rhythm because their schedule's been broken up so much. they got a lot of guys that play soccer and are in track and field in the spring at the high school level, so they haven't necessarily found an early rhythm. I expect them to improve as we get past this state championship weekend at the high school level and then they get into early june uh, green river a little bit of the same thing i think they're off to a little bit of a slow start they have played up they've challenged and played some double a teams like evanston jackson laramie uh, i know that they've had some good outcomes against rock springs but green river uh with the eldridge kid coming over from evanston uh, he's from mountain view but playing with green river this year i think that gives them a better arm i think you'll see them improve and maybe get on some rhythm and then I'm really curious about Riverton. They've got a new coaching staff, new philosophy. they got guys that can swing the bat. They've got some arms, so I'll be curious to see how they develop. The big thing right now, I think, about some of these teams that we're talking about, Douglas, Riverton, Green River, and some of these single-A teams, they're just getting into their season. It's it's not like they're aggressive with their scheduling like double-A teams in, in April and May. So they'll find their rhythm here a little bit later into the season as we get into early June before you really kind of get a better idea idea i think of who's going to contend but really the poll itself in single a not a huge surprise i just see a few other teams that could kind of flip in and out and push some of these other teams in and out of the top five as we uh, go throughout the next few weeks all right let's go ahead and transition to double a just a reminder last uh year uh, last week's top five or last polls top five rather cheyenne post six number one sheridan number two gillette number three Laramie number four and Casper number five and really looking at it it's almost exactly the same with the exception of a tie at number five Casper will hold number four Laramie will hold but Sheridan and Gillette come in tied for second Cheyenne post six unanimous number one David Settle Gillette's gotten off to a really good start. Still a little bit of a younger ball club remember but Nate Burleyberg is a, a fantastic manager 
and I'm not surprised they're tied for a second. Now, they did just have a rough weekend in Bozeman, Montana. I don't know how many people kind of took that into consideration. I do take that in, into consideration when I vote for teams. It's not always, oh, they lost several games in a row. They absolutely must drop. I think that just shows you the respect level and the type of start Gillette's gotten off to. Uh, I'm really curious to see what happens when we start mixing these teams together. Cheyenne and Sheridan, Cheyenne and Gillette, Sheridan and Gillette in conference games. Laramie's going to play Cheyenne next week in a pair of conference games in Cheyenne. But I really see those top four really kind of staying that way until somebody shows and proves they can bust into that top four. Cheyenne right now is a dominant team. Get this, guys. They're 14-0. and They've outscored opponents 196-28. to That is dominant baseball right there. I mean, they've got it going right now. They're hitting 450 as a team batting average-wise. That's unheard of. I mean, Coulter McAnally smacking the ball at a rate close to 600. I, I just saw him last night triple and home, homer, and uh, and I, I saw the same thing out of uh, Zach Kostopoulos. So they're just unbelievable. And then their, their team ERA right now is below one and a half. I mean, you want to talk about a dominant team, that's the Sixers. Sheridan's playing really good baseball for Coach Phillips. Gillette's playing good baseball, as I mentioned, for Coach Perleberg. And Laramie's off to a little bit of a slow start. They've been kind of hit and miss, a little hot and cold. They have missed some guys in certain games just due to different circumstances. So Laramie has not quite been 100%, but they did challenge Cheyenne in a pretty decent game. In fact, uh, ended up being a 12-7 game on Wednesday night earlier this week in a nine-inning game. That was the second closest game Cheyenne had this year, a five-run margin. That previous closest was a four-run margin against Rapid City Post 22 a really good team out of the region and so again not surprising I think you've got some respect for Gillette and the start they've had tying Sheridan Laramie four and until somebody proves they can hang and bust that top four up I think you're going to see kind of a little movement beyond behind Cheyenne I think it's really Cheyenne and then it's Sheridan Gillette Laramie and you might see some movement among those three uh, and then Casper, I think, right now is kind of proven or has proven themselves as the fifth best team in the state up to this point in time. Again, once we start playing a few more conference games against some more meaningful opponents that are similarly matched, that's when we'll start to see some things pan out in the AA rankings. But it's going to be tough to crack that top four, I think. Two things really stand out to me. Number uh, one, you mentioned the stats that Cheyenne Post Six are putting up. That's not a team that's targeting a state title. That's a team that's targeting a World Series berth. It really is. It's a very accurate statement on your part, Elon. There was something earlier this week that Laramie Rangers manager Aaron Lozano told me, Elon, and it was something unique in that uh, he looked at Cheyenne and he just said they have a different approach this year. And because they're such a veteran ball club, it's the fact that they can look long term but then still not lose focus on the present game and time of year that they're in. But their goal is to not just reach the regional it's to win the regional this year after a disappointing one and two showing last year and be the first ever Wyoming team that gets to the American Legion World Series in Shelby, North Carolina. So they are a team that is on a mission. They are a veteran ball club that didn't lose a lot off last year. They lost basically two pitchers off last year, and they regained a kid on the pitching staff that was hurt and missed most of last year. They just got three college returners back. And they are waiting on a fourth college returner back. So that's the veteran ball club that Cheyenne is. They are just at a different level right now in the state, I think. 
And then the other thing that stood out to me is our number four team, Laramie. It seems like you got a lot of feast or famine with that team. I mean, I've watched them in person. I know how good they can potentially be. And then they have some games where it's a little bit, um, I wouldn't say underperforming, but there, there's something a little bit different about that team sometime. And I feel like once that team figures out how to be consistent, they're definitely going to be a, a player in this thing. It's been kind of hit and miss because they haven't been 100% throughout the early portion of the season. I mean, you look at their first couple games of the season, they'd been outside two previous times. So they're playing outdoors on a field, and it's their third time outdoors. You know, that happens early in the season. It's just some adjustment. Guys are in different roles right now, I think, for Laramie. And it's not that they're uncomfortable in those roles. They're Still trying to get used to them. Uh, Laramie didn't lose a lot. They bring back a lot off last year's team. The difference is they lost two key cogs in Ryan Chamberlain, and maybe the bigger replacement is Aiden Morris, a catcher. He was a three-time All-State kid, twice second team and first team last year. That's tough to replace a guy with his versatility and athleticism that did so much in controlling and really doing a great job with your pitching staff. And then you lose one of your top arms on the mound. Laramie's got to replace that. And so, uh, you know, I think this state knows what Brandon Chavez brings on the mound, but they're looking for some more consistency out of their guys. They're starting to get that. But yeah, Laramie's been a little hot and cold. They still aren't 100% because they're without their leading hitter right now, Garrett Dodd, who's off on a study abroad situation with a university course at the University of Wyoming. He's a Laramie super senior that's back as a 19 year old this year. So they're still not going to be full throttle until we get basically turning the calendar to june which is uh, you know only a couple weeks away but yeah i would agree they've been a little hot and cold but they know their potential and they know that they've got time to figure it out you don't want to be playing your best baseball now you want to be playing your best baseball in two months towards the end of july and you look at the top four again, all traditional East teams with Casper uh, in that top five, the only traditional West team also getting a vote is the Jackson Giants. Uh, if there is any shuffling, if there's any team not in the top five right now, who do you think it could be? At the AA level, I would say Jackson, but they have been a little hot and cold as well to start the season, and uh, maybe not quite as good. It sounds like they may have lost some guys that, you know, potentially I thought they were returning. Uh, you know, I don't know if injuries have played into a certain situation or what, but uh, some guys that I thought were coming back on the roster, it's going to take Jason Huggins' squad some time, but and they're going to take their lumps, but that's probably the one team I think out there right now that has the potential, especially when you look at their one through five hitters in their lineup and the damage they can do. Uh, you know, veteran guy like Jason Huggins has been around and, and coached in this state for a couple decades now. He'll have his team going by the end of July, but that would be the one team I think I point to right now. Uh, is there any uh, games that you've seen or any box scores that you've seen in the last couple weeks, single A or double A, that have kind of made you raise an eyebrow? Um, Evanston beating Laramie. That was an interesting one, albeit Lermy was shorthanded without a couple of their best players. Um, I would say Gillette going over in Bozeman, Montana. Did not see that happening, especially the way Gillette had started the year. But that was some tough competition. I mean, they played Bozeman twice, and the Bucks are typically a, a good ball club. 
they've also played a, a good Helena ball club and a good Billings Royals team. And they're going to see a couple of those teams in a few, uh, I think next weekend over Memorial day weekend when uh, Gillette hosts the tournament. Uh, but other than that, not too much here early on. I think uh, a lot of your top tier teams are taking care of business. They might have some head scratching results to some, but you know, a lot of times teams are just trying to find some different competition here early in the season before they start playing and focusing more on conference games. And so, as I kind of mentioned earlier, until we get some more conference matchups that are a little deeper into the season when teams are a little more into their rhythm and into their season, I think there's a lot that people might look at and say, oh, that's surprising. But I think you got to take into consideration the time of year and some of the various circumstances that come with it. I that's about it in terms of recent box scores, I think, Elon. Well, the conference season is right around the corner. I personally cannot wait. That is David Settle of Wyo Preps, also the voice of the Laramie Rangers. David, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll talk with you in a couple weeks when we unveil the next poll. Anything else before we wrap it up? Not really. Just uh, looking forward to hitting baseball full throttle and uh, wish all the student athletes that are competing in state championships around the state this weekend all the best of luck. But certainly the boys this summer are right around the corner from uh, really uh, putting the, the gas pedal all the way down with their seasons. David Suttle, such an awesome guy. You can tell that he's absolutely devoted to this sport and getting American Legion baseball up and going. Uh, very impressive. Any surprises, really, Elon, from from the poll that you saw? I mean, obviously, we've talked a little bit about it being very early on in the season. Double A not yet in the conference play yet. Although we have seen what these teams are capable of, the coaches and the media have also seen it too. What have we seen so far? Well, I, the the surprise is the obvious is the ties. I mean, we have a tie for fourth in the single A Sheridan and level tie for fourth. Pal in third, Cheyenne Hawks in two, and Cody holds at one. And then in uh, the double A poll, you have uh, the fifth place, Casper Oilers holding fifth, Laramie holding fourth. And then you have Gillette and Sheridan tying for second. Cheyenne post six, the unanimous number one. Um, I think uh, th- that tie for second is definitely interesting. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how those those two teams kind of create some separation. You heard a lot of talk in the interview about how this is going to be a little bit difficult, I think, for the traditional Western teams, Casper, Jackson, Evanston, Rock Springs, to break into the top four because what we're seeing from Cheyenne post six, and he's absolutely and, and he's right, this is a team that that has designs further than playing in Sheridan the state tournament. They want to play in North Carolina at the at the American Legion World Series. That's the goal, and it's obviously attainable for Cheyenne as well. Elon, you know, you talk a little bit about parity early on in the season. We see Evanston taking on some pretty awesome teams from the east and uh, in Laramie, I believe, and yep. then they win. Um, and you also see some other teams making uh, a run for their money. Uh, it, it is all about staying just solid and perfect. Cheyenne has the ability to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one is that Sheridan is is bringing back a lot of talent. And you kind of had the feeling at the beginning of last year, Sheridan was going to be a team to beat. And now this year, you definitely really had that feeling. And they're starting to creep into that conversation. Gillette, though, with a really, really, really young team, I did not count them out of a top five spot. But to see the way that they've started and with how young they are, that I'm very excited to see what the future holds for this program.
I'm excited too, Elon. Moving forward, obviously, every single week, Elon and myself are going to give you the update as to what the standings are, what we see in terms of scores, and we're going to have some pretty awesome interviews, one of which we just had with uh, David Suttle of YO Preps, and now we get a chance to meet with Powell manager Jason Borders. A, a really awesome interview, Elon. I mean, what kind of conversation, where does it really go with you as part of this interview that we're about to listen to? Well, I think we talk obviously a lot about the Powell Pioneers, a lot about their youth, a lot about what they feel like their strengths are going to be later on in the season. So uh, it's just, I feel like a really, really good uh, conversation where Coach Borders really tells us what the Powell Pioneers are going to be about in 2022. Well, let's go ahead and listen to uh, manager Jason Borders about what the Pioneers are going to be looking like and his little update into the life of uh, the manager of the Pioneers. Welcoming to 307 Baseball for the first time, coach of the Pal Pioneers, Mr. Jason Borders. Coach Borders, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Um, and uh, first question I'd like to ask you is, last year you guys were a team during the regular season that was right in the hunt for a single-A state title. Uh, this year you guys have um, a newer-looking team. Can you go ahead and tell us about the 2022 version of the Pal Pioneers? Um, I think our core is pretty much the same. We lost a few seniors that... Um, were a big part of the team last year that, that um, we don't have this year. One of them is a busy touring ACL. In the year we don't have him, we graduated. I think they graduated four or five kids from last year's team. Um, so, but, but our nucleus, our core of four or five starters are still here. Coach, can you tell us a little bit about the newcomers to Pal Pioneers baseball this year and what you expect from them? Um, they're mostly B-kid. We were bringing up um, a young 16-year-old. They've had a lot of, lot of beauty experience, but no varsity experience whatsoever. So it's a big learning curve for them right now. Um, but they're adjusted. I'm getting, I'm getting some good innings pitching-wise. I'm, I'm seeing not the most, I guess, to their arms and, and, and their pitching. Hitting's uh, a little behind right now. It's early in the year like most people are, I think. Um, but I think it'll come around eventually. And uh, you met you you broke up a little bit there, but uh, so you might have mentioned something about it already. But you said the hitting is a uh, is is a work in progress and it's coming. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about the pitching? Um, our pitching, you know, like I said, um, I'm happy with where we're at that with with the arms that we have. Um, we're just trying to develop more. I mean, I'm trying to. We're playing a pretty heavy schedule this year. Um, I think they played 42 games, 44 games maybe last year, and we're looking at 65 to 70 this year. So I'm trying to just develop more more of our young arms because they're going to have to throw innings. I can't you know, just keep beating up my older guys every day on the, on the mound. So we're just trying to develop arms right now. Um, throwing a lot, of, a lot of our younger guys. I threw a young kid against um, Sheridan, the Sheridan Troopers last week, and – they threw he threw good i threw another one for an one for an inning in the in the second game one in the another one in that game too and they they threw well so i was i was happily i was really pleased and happy with that coach can you talk to us a little bit about what you feel like the strengths of this team is going to be once they do mature and once they uh they do find themselves at uh, at this this varsity level well hopefully like I said, hopefully our pitching is going to be what keeps us in games right now. Um, we have pitch, we have a pitcher of the year, Brock Johnson, coming back from our conference. Um, he's probably our he's our ace. 
um, Trace Anderson, another 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 good 16 year old sophomore, um, and then Cade Queen. So we've got three three guys that I know I I can go to to get outs and and start and throw games. Um, but like I said, the rest of my staff's young, right out of B. So we'll see where they where they get. Um, and I think we'll hit. I mean, I I, I it's come it comes and goes right now. It's early in the season, so it's hard to say. But I feel like we're going to hit the ball well all year um we need to sharpen up our defense a little bit but other than that i think we're gonna be fine when you look at the competition in the single a level uh how excited are you guys to to head out to this jackson tournament which will have some single a teams and just how excited are you guys for the 2022 season um definitely looking forward to this jackson tournament i'm just hoping the weather holds so we can get some games in um We'll get to see Cody for the first time this year. Um, usually we don't play him. We only play in conference games, so it'll be nice to run into him before we see him at conference. Um, Galton Valley's always tough. They're out of Montana. Um, they're a great program. They've been state champions and been at the regional a few years ago. Um, we get to see Green River. Coach Ben Lyle always has, has good product on the field. So, um, you know, and then we get – um, Rock Springs, we'll see them. Double A team, so we don't ever play them, so that'll be nice. So I'm looking forward to it. You talk about how this will be the first time you guys see Cody this year. Uh, that was a, a fun set of games to follow throughout the year last year. Um, how how valuable is it to see a team like Cody this early in the season for you guys? Um, you know, Cody's the benchmark in, in a baseball. They have been for, for years. So, I mean, it just kind of, I, I doubt we'll see Jackson Schroeder or, or, um, any other top guys. I wouldn't think, um, I'm probably not going to show them my guys, so I wouldn't think <laughs> I'll see theirs, but you know, just to, just to play them. I mean, just it's Cody, you know, they're, they're the ones to beat. They're always the ones to be. So just look forward to playing them. That's Coach Jason Borders. He's the coach of the Powell Pioneers. Coach, thank you so much for the time and coming on the podcast. Anything else before we wrap this up? Nope. I just want to say I appreciate what you guys do. It's fun to listen to. Um, Keep doing it. That was Jason Borders, a manager of Powell. Um, Just really awesome to get a, a hold of him and get insight. I mean, it's always really fun to be able to see everybody's view on different things and getting an insight as to what it's like to be a manager and and where each team is at, Elon. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's interesting because it does seem like we're in a little bit of a shift around the state. You've got a lot of really really young teams: Gillette, Evanston, now Powell. Um, it's 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 going to be really really interesting to see what happens not just this year, but what kind of catapults off of the next few years, especially with programs like Powell. You have to keep an eye out, right? Because, uh, you know, obviously you have powerhouses, you have some juggernauts. Post six is obviously one we talk about a lot, but you have the potential to really build a culture with these young teams like Evanston, like Rock Springs, like Powell. And they have the ability in one or two years, Elon, I dare say, they're going to blow people out of the water, overpower at some point. Inexperience and youth can turn into something really, really cool very yeah. quickly. And that's something that Powell is very familiar with. I mean, last year they were able to to beat Cody in a few games. Cody did eventually did come back and get them in the conference games and en route to their state championship. Um, but this is a Powell team that I think you kind of look at the pieces that are there and you look at 
the coaching and just that whole program. And I think we're going to see a battle in Park County uh, a lot sooner than a lot of people are expecting. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that as we move forward. Special thanks to Jason Borders, manager of the PAL team. Uh, now, Elon, this is the time in the podcast wherein we can highlight a specific player. Uh, and uh, right now you had an awesome chance to, well, rather we had the ability to pick one this week. Uh, who is our pick for the player of the week? So usually for our player of the week, we do have an interview, but unfortunately I, I reached out to some, to people that could possibly get me in contact with this player, uh, but I wasn't able to hear back. But in the future, we would love to talk with this young man. And that is going to be Jackson Schroeder out of the Cody Cubs, a uh, absolutely dominating pitching performance in game one over Riverton. Cody takes out one six three, but on top of his pitching, he goes and gets a home run in the game and then in game two cody wins it 21 to 8 and guess what schroeder does again another home run he's one of two players in that game two that hits a three-run shot so uh jackson schroeder definitely moving the bat very well and uh pitching very very well again would love the opportunity to talk with him so if uh if uh we can make that happen in future shows. We definitely will. But Jackson Schroeder out of the Cody Cubs, congratulations. You are our 307 Baseball Player of the Week. Yeah, I'd just like to reiterate, Elon, as always, we want to highlight the accomplishments here happening in, in the great state of Wyoming. The Cowboy State uh, baseball is the lifeblood here. And so when we pick a player of the of the week, love to be able to get a hold of you. Love to be able to get a hold of managers, anybody at this point. Uh, you know, as we wrap up our podcast today, uh, brought to you by Buckle Up for Life Wyoming, uh, we now get to take a look at the upcoming schedule. Elon, what are we going to see this week? So it all starts tonight at 7 o'clock. It's a game I'll actually be at Evanston at Green River. Super excited to see that one. And then on May 19th, Green River will play Rollins. This is, I believe this is the first game for Rollins. I could be wrong. But Green, uh, Green River will go to Rollins. And then we have the uh, the big tournament, the Southwest Series in Jackson. Kicks off at uh, five with a doubleheader at 5 and 7.15 p.m. Rock Springs at Jackson. Moving on to Saturday, May 21st, Cheyenne Hawks will host Rapid, or will go to Rapid City Post-22 Expos for a doubleheader, noon and 2.30. Sheridan Troopers at Casper Oilers. Conference games, 1 and 3.30 p.m., so Troopers at Oilers. Billings, Montana, Upper Deck Expos at Casper Drillers at 3 and 5.30 p.m. These are the Saturday games. Cheyenne Post 6 at Rapid City, Post 22 Hard Hats, 5 and 7.30 p.m. And then that brings us to day two of the Southwest Series in Jackson. Rock Springs will play Powell at 11 a.m. Cody will play Rock Springs at 1.15 p.m. Powell will play Gallatin Valley, Montana at 3.30 p.m. Cody will play Jackson at 5.45 p.m. And Gallatin Valley, Montana will play Jackson at 8 p.m. Moving on to Sunday, May 22nd, Billings, Montana, Upper Deck Expos at Casper Drillers, 10 and 12.30 p.m. Cheyenne Hawks at Rapid City Post-22 Expos at 10 a.m. Laramie at Douglas at noon and 2 p.m. Cheyenne Post-6 at Rapid City Post-22 Hard Hats for a single game at 12.30 p.m. Billings, Montana, Scarlets at Sheridan Troopers for a doubleheader, 1 and 3.30 p.m. And then the Southwest Series in Jackson, Cody versus Gallatin Valley at 10 a.m., Green River versus Gallatin Valley at 12.15 p.m., Cody versus Powell at 2.30 p.m., Green River versus Powell at 4.45 p.m. Awesome. Elon, lots of stuff that we can look forward to. Baseball is truly upon us right now. We've seen a couple conference games now on the schedule. Things are going to get a little bit spicy. 
moving forward, any last thoughts before we end our 307 Baseball podcast today? Well, we've got uh, this weekend is the track and soccer state championships. So congratulations and good luck to all the athletes competing in those events. And then we've got graduation coming up next year, or excuse me, next week. And then uh, right after that, it, it's the boys of summer taking full front center stage. We are two weeks away from really the meat of this season. And these these games where you kind of can build some confidence, this is the time where you want to start building some momentum, building some confidence going into June to really give yourself uh, some momentum to build upon the rest of the season. I cannot wait to see what happens over the next couple weeks. Elon, it's a pleasure to be with you here on the 307 Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Buckle Up for Life, Wyoming. Find your why as you travel around here enjoying baseball. On behalf of my broadcast partner, my friend, Elon Olaf, I am Cody Olson here saying thank you so very much. Enjoy summer and spring weather moving forward. And as always, we'll see you next time.